0: Happy Wednesday everybody thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast we've made it to midweek which means it is time for all kinds of fun Disney talk with your listener questions we get some great questions today about in our opinion what is the perfect age to take your kids to Walt Disney World it's kind of hard to narrow that down but we do have some thoughts on that Scott joins me today by the way Pam and Ricky were at Walt Disney World at the time of this recording lucky dogs I'm there right now, so I really can't complain. We also talk about uh, going back into the theme parks after going to a formal or a fancy dinner in a nearby resort. Is it all right to go back into the theme parks when you're kind of dressed up? Is that doable? We give our thoughts on that. How about traveling with a dog from Iowa? Any tips for that? We've not done that, but we're kind of asking for your advice on that. If you've traveled with a dog, but we have some some thoughts. We also get some uh, questions about Traveling to Walt Disney World with baby twins and the logistics of two pack and plays in a deluxe resort hotel room. Also double stroller or two single strollers. This and many other questions coming your Oh, also, how about the photo packages on the cruise line? We have fun discussions about that as well. So this and many other questions coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our podcast is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's one extra click that supports everything we do. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be our Guest podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. coming on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast
0: stage. Welcome to episode 2,235 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week and thanks so much for dropping in for some fun Disney talk. These listener question shows are great because we get to talk about a little bit of everything each and every midweek to kind of get you over that hump and pushing on towards the weekend and hope the week's going great for you already so today well Pam Forrester is down at Walt Disney World right now and actually I'm with her now she's working me like a dog but if you're going to work like a dog the best place to work like a dog is at Walt Disney World so I'm not complaining we're having a good time and learning at the same time Ricky was at Walt Disney World when we had to record this early so we could get this out so we didn't miss any episodes so we are recording a bit early so you know I went to my brother from another mother it's my buddy scotty g we're going to take the questions together today scott how are things up in uh, michigan today things are cold mike but uh you know that's expected when
1: you hit into the the second month of the year i think we talked about this on a live show like that there's a reason why february has 28 days because it's like the worst month when you live where we live but uh just all we gotta do is grind it out right just grind out this month and then next thing you know it'll be march madness and spring breaks and things like that and the masters So, so we got good things coming, but we just got to get through a tough February. And let me just say like, you are down in Florida. Pam is down in Florida. Ricky was just there like that. I feel like that's a rarity where the three of you are there and I am not like, what is happening? I need to talk to my travel agent.
0: You're still in the net positive though. You go a lot more than I do. And I, this is what I I do for a living. So (laughs) I, I I know I can't complain. (laughs) I cannot complain. I'm very blessed. How often we go. Yeah. World's smallest violin right here on the video. Just so you know. (laughs) Um, okay. I got to tell you this though. I haven't told you this via chat or via text or anything that, you know, we've been getting feedback from the show. You know, people always email me after the shows come out. We talk about, you know, whatever the, the questions were. I get feedback a lot of times. Um, you know, the topical shows, other, other thoughts on our topics. Yeah. Two or three times this past week, people have emailed about you coming on the show and they have said that they enjoy our brief sports talk. At the beginning what? of the shows, I know, I know, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh God, shut up, we hate sports." But hey, wouldn't real quick so we can drop that in and keep our few people that do like our sports talk. How cool would it be if this spring, you mentioned March, our two schools were to meet up in March Madness because the Mizzou I- looks like we might make the tournament for the first time in like 57 years. You don't know how hard I'm rooting for that.
1: You know, there's a lot of games to be played because <laughs> if you look at ESPN, you know, Disney company right there, Joel Lenardi does his bracketology every Monday where like, this is where all the teams are projected. And it, and he's usually kind of spot on, but like I saw the other day, we were not synced up, but there's still a lot of ball to be played. We could be like a, cause Michigan state's not having one of their better years this year. So we could be like a seven, 10 matchup or an eight, nine matchup. Big Ten versus SEC, Sparty versus Mike. Like, dude,
0: I would be going to that game. I promise you, if that happens, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. It'd be a lot of. Fun. We definitely have something riding on that contest. It'd be a. It'd be a lot yeah. of fun. So we we'll, But we'll where Michigan see. State is projected
1: right now according to Lenardi is out West. So if that happens and we go up, we fly out West, we go to Disneyland for a couple days. Boom. It's an awesome trip, right?
0: Okay. Now you just got my anxiety level through the roof. Okay. Back to the Disney talk. Cause got to sign up for the Disneyland races, all the runners here. And it is like a week away at this point it's on Valentine's day. What kind of sick joke is that by Disney to, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be the day of love and feeling happy and your heart's full. I know I'm not going to get in this race. Like, it's going to be a day full of heartbreak it's, is what it's, it's going to be. Totally. It's going to be like, Disney, I, I'm, I got my credit card. It's right there. Take my money. And it's going to be like, sorry, sucker. We can't even take your money. You're not running at Disneyland. Some of you, because you've always raved about what an experience it is at it's Disneyland. You've done best. it so many times. All July, you're like, you should have run these races. You should have. And now they're back. And I'm like, so excited for it. Now I got my anxiety through the roof again. I want to run so they're bad. They're not that like, great, Mike. Okay, good. I, yeah, they're
1: terrible. <laughs> It's horrible,
0: That's man. what we need to start telling everyone like, Oh, you
1: don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to spend your vacation time going out, <laughs> out west in January to run a race. Like, no, save that for another time.
0: Right? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's, we got seven days or so let's push yeah. that campaign six days. Nobody run the race. <laughs> it's terrible. You know, ah. it's, it's not We're good. Doing, yeah. Don't, don't do it. Okay. So List your questions. Let's jump in. Actually, Ryan's here in the chat, so we appreciate that very much because we're recording at a weird time, not a normal time here. He says, I was a little late on this last time, but given that taking kids to Disney at any age has value, going back in time, what ages do you remember having the best time taking your kids to Walt Disney World? That's a great question because I don't know if there's an answer to this. You've taken Emily so many times. she's little all the way through. I mean, because... I have so much fun with them now, you know, even as, you know, like your high school kids. I, how do you, what do you tell Ryan in this situation?
1: That's tough because every trip is like unique and special. I know that sounds like kind of cheesy and corny, but it's true. Like I can look back at any trip, any age for Emily and just, find a way to make that like the best trip ever. Right. You know, like, Oh yeah, I remember this, you know, she was tall enough to do that. Or, you know, we let her loose on her own or, and the- there's always like something different. I feel like that could happen at any age of a trip, but I want to say like, you know, the first trip was so great when she was three, we didn't take her as a very like, that was my first trip too. When she was three, I was, I don't know, like 20 something. Like that was my first trip too. Um, so that, that was kind of fun for me, but I'd say like like the six to seven age was like some of my favorite um, trips with her because she'd been enough. You know, she she knew how to navigate around the park. You know, she was coming up like with her own personality, like her own strategy, what she wanted to do. And, you know, I think one of those trips we just let her lead the way and like do the planning and even making dining. And like that was awesome like, to see a little seven year old girl just like doing all the planning. Like how awesome is that?
0: I I tend to agree with you. And you said two things that kind of really hit home with me. Now, like I said, any age is a lot of fun. They're easier, though, when they're infants than when they're toddlers. When they're toddlers, they are a terror, but you can have so much fun with them seeing the characters. But they're a lot of work like between I'd say like two to four. Man, you got to be on your game. That's a lot of work, but it's fun. But it, it, it kind of, it's like a curve, like it's easy, then it gets way hard. Then I think at like five, six, seven, it starts to get even easier. And then, you know, it goes all mm-hmm. over the place. But you mentioned, you know, when I think back with, with Paige, because I almost did it twice, right? It's almost like we had two only children because Paige and Mallory are 11 years apart. And we went with Paige before Mallory was around. Like I was new to it, just like you just said. That's exactly what I was thinking is that it was exciting with Paige when she was like six, because I didn't know my way around. So it was almost like we were discovering all these things together, Pam, Paige, and myself. Everything was new. Like we saw Spectrum Magic for the first time together. We saw Fantasmic for the first time. So it was was all discovery on, on all of our parts at the same time. So I was fond of that, but also, like you said, it was exciting at that age. Like you said, like probably between like six to nine is every trip she would get a little bit taller. And, you know, this is going to be, oh, the rock and roller coaster trip. She's old enough to ride rock and roller coaster or Everest. And like, as is, is we led up to that trip and thought about that trip, you know, because we'd always go in the summer. So the whole, you know, winter from like this time of the year through the spring and, you know, as school started getting ready to get out. We'd talk about you getting ready because now you're going to be tall enough to do Everest this year. So we watch videos. We'd, you know, do all that stuff. And the anticipation would grow up. You know, it, you know, now the trips are fun, but they're just fun in a different way. Mallard like to lounge around the pool and just chill out, and it's fun to reconnect because we don't, you know, she's a high school kid that's always on social media and cheering and all that. So it's a totally different vibe. But it's it, you know, I wouldn't say one's better than the other. But I mean, it was more like go 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 and discovery and just the real kind of Disney experience when they're like six to nine. I would agree with you there.
1: Yeah, that's like the the peak time. That was the peak time for us at least because. As Emily's gotten older, she's gotten like she's my, my kid is just obsessed with school. You know, like school is like life for her. So she she does not she actually gets really upset at me when I like say, Hey, we got a February trip planned. Like, would you pull me out of school again? Like, don't do that, you know? <laughs> That's a so, good like kid. so she's become a little like not grumpier, but like not as like into it. it but it's funny though, like like leading up to the trips, like I, this like makes me like as a proud dad. Like going up to the trips, like she's not that into it. I bring it up at dinner and like, oh, I don't want to talk about that, blah, blah, blah. And then we get there and like, I see the smile on her face. Yep. Like, you know, I know she's having a good time. She might not hundred percent a minute all the time, but I can see it. And that just makes me feel so good good as a parent.
0: <laughs> you know, and it too, as a parent, cause we're going to the next question, but like yeah. you can see in your, in your 15, 16 year old, you can still find that seven year old back in it when you get there, you know, like you see it yep. when they're walking down main street and that's, it's rare. But when you see it, it's awesome. That's why. That's it's why so you awesome. spend the big bucks. That's why you go. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Good answers there. Okay, next question. This is a good one for you because you're a popcorn bucket guy. Actually, I say I'm not, and then if you look on the shelf, I got one. I, I had to, say they just load with popcorn shirt, buckets. And right? I'm kind of churning. It's guilt by association because I hang. out It's a with good you. decoration. It is, it is actually. It's a really good decoration. You're right because I'm, I'm not a big popcorn guy. But uh, Jessica's asking, can you reuse the popcorn buckets from a previous trip? uh we were there in february last year and returning in a few weeks i've heard different answers i don't think you're so i think the technical answer is not (laughs) to um because most
1: people are buying that popcorn like on a on like a what like a five-night vacation or whatever their vacation might be then they go home and they're probably not going to come back like a lot of us do like the same year so i believe your technical answer there jessica is no you had to buy you had to buy a, a new bucket I think some people do come back with their bucket and that's tricky with annual pass holders. Cause like, what if you're like a local annual pass holder, you right. know, like that's kind of tricky because if you go like once a week, like you feel like you should get your bucket refilled every time. So that's where I feel like there's two different answers that you're seeing, but technically I, I would say you'd have to buy a new bucket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I think it is for the length of your trip, but the, you know, the, mm-hmm. here's the deal. It, get, it gets back to like five years ago with the refillable resort mugs, right? Disney finally found a way to overcome that with the chip, <laughs> you know, like they could chip the <laughs> mug and then problem yeah. solved. It, it runs out after 10 days, three days, whatever you pay for. Mm-hmm. These aren't chipped. So it's, you know, it, but here's, and here. you're still paying too. You still pay for, yeah, refill, yeah, you know it's what I mean? So they're still recording. making money. It's just it. discounted. <laughs> yeah. 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 But here, here's what I would say to make yourself feel better. You got to wear the thing around your neck all the way through the airport, on the airplane, and until until you get to the Magic Kingdom. That way, you feel like you've done like your penance, and then you are entitled to your discount on the second yes. trip. Let's- or you just buy a new popcorn <laughs> bucket because there's usually a new seasonal That's one true. like every That's time. What you so do. <laughs> add to your collection. That's what you do. Yeah, I've seen it, mean You know what? I will say because you mentioned that. Disney has really stepped up the popcorn bucket game because they're not just popcorn buckets. They're almost like, it's almost like a pop, those uh, Funko Pop vinyls, but like a little bit bigger. They're just, they're collector's items. They're almost like a little stat. Like, I, you know, now yeah. that I have this shelf, like I want them just to display. I don't even care about the popcorn. I love, want. it started for me with Disneyland's um,
1: 60th. So that's when we went out for the first time. I was for the 60th and they had the balloon Like the Mickey Balloon popcorn bucket that said Disneyland 60th. Like, oh, we gotta get this, you know, we need something that says the sixtieth. You know, we bought more stuff that said 60th, but we gotta have this. And then it could just, you know, we we moved like the next year or two. So like we built our office and we had a bookshelf, like, oh, let's just put this on the bookshelf here, you know, in the office. And then on our next trip, I was like, Oh, that's a that's another cool popcorn bucket they got here. Hey, let's add on to our office one, you know, and then they have the Christmas ones, like, hey, let's bring those out at Christmas, and then you know the obsession. I'm buying Mr. Toad. I'm buying Figment. I'm buying <laughs> 50th anniversary ones. Like I just, I got them all now. And well, not them all because I'm not always there. But yeah. whenever there's a specialty one, and I'm down there, I try to get it because it's, it's, it's art. It's a decoration for the house.
0: That's yeah. the way I see it. I feel like I got to try to get the Figment one next week if I can, just because, yeah. just because like so, it's a piece of Disney lore. I'm not even yeah. a huge Figment fan, but it's just yeah. like lore. They'd just be fun to have on the shelf, right?
1: So I have a Figment one. Um, we had a great listener, friend of the show, Beth. who's was a local that got me one last year. <laughs> Shout out to her. But this year's it says like 40th anniversary, like on the on the lanyard thing. Like it says 40th Epcot 40th on it. Like dang, now I kind of want that that one because it says like Epcot 40th on it, which ironically this year is the 40th of figment because that was a, a 1983 not a original attraction so i don't know like do i really need another one for that no i really don't i'm if talking you, myself out of it
0: mike. if you want me if you want one let me know okay <laughs> so adam's here in the chat so there's all your that's popcorn bucket talk for wednesday right there um our adam says <laughs> that was a good one. hey guys we're going to the world in august and it turns out our friends will be there at the same time a couple of weeks ago mike You mentioned something about linking reservations such as ours and theirs. Could you mention that again? Yeah, okay. It's very, very simple. So if you have control of your reservation, if you book it yourself through the Walt Disney Travel Company, just call them up and you'll need your reservation number and theirs. Now, here's the thing. It's really hard for a travel agent to do this unless the travel agent has both reservations because obviously you can't modify reservations that that are not yours. You know, it's like if I don't book it, I can't. If I book, like, say I book Adams, but I don't book his friends, I can't really do this, most likely. Every once in a while, an agent will let you do it, a cast member, but they're not supposed to. Um, But what you do is you just ask for what's called a travel with. And what they can do is they take the two confirmation numbers. They need that, and they need the last name of the lead guest. And just tell them you're traveling together. You do have to have the same travel dates, same resort. And they'll they'll link it up. You can ask for the travel with confirmation number. There's actually a separate number. And you can just keep that on hand. I mean, you probably won't need it, but they'll give you a travel with number and what it does, it links it. And so in the system, ideally, you should then have your best, best shot at connecting or adjoining rooms, either the connecting door or just next door. So it doesn't hurt to do that. So it's just called travel with.
1: Now, Mike, well that, so that's great for like, getting like close as they're staying at the same resort, try to get those connecting rooms. But will that automatically sync you up as friends on My Disney Experience, too, so they can, like, see each other's plans and all that, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do all
0: that on My Disney Experience. You got, that's okay. yeah, totally, that's just the resort. You think yeah. that would just, yeah, I mean, you, you think, think yeah, no, no, that no, would no. automatically, like, be a thing, right? No, that's like that's common sense. It would save no. you a step. Yeah, but totally. no. Uh, no, it yeah, makes too much sense. No, it makes too much sense. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Jason says he's thinking of running the Disneyland half and then catching a plane that afternoon to Orlando to hop on the wish the next day. let's okay. We're all putting the, the horse in front of the cart here, the cart in front of the horse. However, that saying goes, nobody talking the Disneyland half until, after valentine's day we'll come back we'll reassemble we'll talk i don't about even that. want to do the disneyland half i I, yeah, I heard no, that I, is terrible. really bad i've heard it's going to be you know a uh, headwind about 50 miles an hour both yeah. ways uh yeah. there's running. a
1: reason why we can't they canceled it like that last one i did the last one and it was just like not fun so yeah. that's why they can't i the did seriously out.
0: hear the one that had the santa Ana winds and stuff was blowing all over the yeah. it was the avengers that one i i
1: I thought that was like a may have been a Star Wars one, which is ironically the same weekend. This new one is coming nice. back for but
0: <laughs> that was yeah, the,
1: the wind. The winds can get kind of wild. Um, I've been <laughs> fortunate with mine that the, the winds have been favorable. But
0: let's talk. It, is how, it was terrible. It was an earthquake. You know, we shouldn't <laughs> say that. I'm so bad. Uh, Jason also requests uh, to have a Michigan Disney similar to the Indy Disney. He is. Per, he's asking you, Scott, to put this together in the Grand Rapids area. So to see. know.
1: Dude, Grand Rapids is a solid area, you know. Like, you'll I'll draw some people on the chi- in Chicago and yeah, just an awesome Midwest meet. Yeah, fun. we should do
0: it. I mean, the Indian Disney meet was crazy big. It's just a shame that our yeah. friends moved. They all there were, you know, there were a few families that all lived there, kind of in the Fishers or yeah. you know northern Indianapolis suburbs. And we put that together in the Hamilton County Fairgrounds. It was amazing. It got so big, but then everybody decided to move to Florida. And right. so that kind of got shut down.
1: This kind of makes me think like, do you ever like Disney, like geek out? Like I'm probably not you so much because you got the podcast and all that, but like when I'm driving in town and like I'm on the freeway and I see like a, an annual pass holder, like bumper sticker or a DBC, like I kind of speed up and like, kind of like look at them I need and to. like give them like a thumbs up. And they probably have like no idea. Like, I need to. I'm, doing I'm always that.
0: like, I wish they'd listen to my podcast, you know? Cause yeah. like you'll you go past like the van, right? It'll have a, yeah the The yeah. castle in the back. It'll have the little people with ears on their heads, and they'll have yeah. the AP magnet or DVC and your exact or DCL, yeah. and you're just like, oh my, like, these this are is my people, people. <laughs>
1: exactly. They got to be. I almost, this show. I almost um, the other day during car line, I was picking up Emily, which is a rare thing my father in law normally does, but he had an appointment, and the car in front of me had an annual pass. Now it was like a really old one. But Like, I almost like just got out the car and knocked the window and started talking Disney with them.
0: What's up, AP? What's up, AP?
1: What up, <laughs> AP? And they were like, What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> like, you want to go? We can swing by the TTC, and then, uh, yeah. you know, once we get in the MK, we can ride yeah. the TTA. But it you always know,
1: makes it. me jealous because, like, that, that, they're talking about like the Michigan meet or whatever. Like, cause I always want to talk to like local Disney friends, you know? <laughs> and I just don't know where they're at, but they're, I know they're there. Cause I see their bumper stickers.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I'm the exact same way. When I see, I always tell Pam, Pam, look, look, <laughs> she's always like, calm down. There's a lot of people that own DVC. I'm like, I know, I, but we're in Missouri. I know I'm going to give them a thumbs up. And they're like, why is that guy giving me a I thumbs know, up? I know. <laughs> Why why is he driving so fast to pass me and give me a thumbs up? Why is he trying to tailgate me? Okay, uh, Vero Mike is in our chat, and he says, are you planning on checking out the Rays spring training while at Princess Run weekend? I think it's going to be crazy with both going on. I was thinking about that because the Rays this year are having, I believe it's half of their spring training games at Walt Disney World at at ESPN, where where the Braves used to have spring training. Because their spring training facility was damaged severely by the hurricanes last fall, so I—I I, I was that was one of the things I was planning to do was to look at the schedule to see if there were going to be games there while we're there over Princess, and if there are, I would be very tempted to try to get tickets to a game because man, spring training in February—that that'd be sweet. I mean, I, I would try to go. Yeah. So. Not too far from
1: Walt Disney World is this town called Lakeland, Florida, which is also known as Tiger Town. And uh, as everyone knows, I'm a Detroit Tiger fan. So I actually looked at their schedule, I want to say, the other day because I thought the same thing. And I know there was a home game. I think it was the day of, like, the half, which would be, like, kind of tough, right, to, like, run the half and drive out out to Lakeland. But uh, that's been on my radar too, Mike, because I would love to just see a Tigers game. Like, I mean – yeah, any game would be fine, right? Rays or whoever they're playing. But like, if I can just drive like forty more minutes and go see a Tigers game, like that's more my speed.
0: Yeah, my Cardinals are all the way down Jupiter by uh, yeah, Miami, down. so that's a that's a no. But go. everyone,
1: go see the go see the Tigers. They're not far away. <laughs> they're, they're like the second closest team to Walt Disney World. So if you're down there for spring break. Go visit the Tigers. Give them some love. I saw they're bringing in the fences at uh, at your park. I yeah. know. Like Cabrera would have like hit five hundred homers like <laughs> years ago if that was the case. The tiger, like even like the old Tiger Stadium, like it was like four forty to center. Yeah, I like, know your just, park outrageous. was just crazy, dude. Yeah. Your park was out of the nineteen twenties. Yeah, it but right field, but right field was known for the over. Here we go with the sports stuff. Right <laughs> exactly. field at like, the old Tiger Stadium had the overhang, so like. You know, if you're if you're going back for a ball you are thinking about to catch it, then boom, it catches it in the upper deck. Like it was kind of a cool thing with the overhang back in the day.
0: I've yeah. seen that. All, all right. parks just need more characteristics. They do. I no, like I agree. That. And I saw the Orioles are like trying to get out of at least for uh, Camden Yard. Like, what are you doing? That is the greatest. I, mean, I brought all these other parks like ours and Bush, the new one, yeah. back in play. That that just that old feel. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with that? Anyway, okay, we gotta get yeah. back to the Disney talk. We're getting screamed out here. <laughs> Because we could do this all night. Megan's got a question. Hey, Mike, my husband and I are taking a trip in late March, early April with you as our travel agent, of course. Thanks so much, Megan. This trip is over my birthday weekend, so we're going to try Steakhouse 71. Our plan is to go to the park until the afternoon, come back to our hotel, Coronado, to swim, and then get semi-dressed up for our dinner. I want uh, to watch Enchanted, which we've never seen before. My question is... Does anyone have a good idea of the logistics of this? I'm not quite sure. I feel how I feel about going back into the park in our nice clothes, but then again, I would like to see Enchanted and maybe ride some attractions before the end of the night. By the way, this is a short trip—only three park days, uh, so two days and nights at the Magic Kingdom is not an option. Thank you, Megan's down in Dallas, which is, uh, you know, gone through a lot of ice last week. So hopefully, you guys are bouncing back from that this week. What would you say about that? Have we ever, I, I think I've gone to the Magic Kingdom semi-dressed up because of fancy, like, I know we've gone to like the Luau, not dressed up, like I've had my lei still on and my Hawaiian stuff. And yeah. I think I've been in Epcot in a tux. So,
1: <laughs> so my question, I love the idea. Like I And she was speaking my language when she said midday break at Coronado, like yep. go well, to the dig site or one right. of the quiet pools. Like those are so great come back and dress up. Cause that's, what's all about to me. That's fun. That's fun vacation for me. I love like kind of doing a little dress up, going out for dinner, but I see what she means. Like and how perfect is that to have dinner and then go watch some fireworks in the magic yes. kingdom. I love that. So my question for her would be like, what kind of footwear is she wearing? So is she, is she wearing a heel? Um, <laughs> You've come to the, my, perfect,
0: my an- the perfect two people to talk yeah. about this. right? My <laughs> answer
1: regardless is going to be, yes, go to the magic kingdom watch yeah. the fireworks. But if she's wearing a heel, I would recommend maybe taking the monorail over from the contemporary because you you could technically just walk right over there, right? If you're already at the contemporary resort, you know, for Steakhouse 71. So you walk over to Magic Kingdom. But if you're wearing uncomfortable shoes, take the monorail, get dropped off in the front, hit up Main Street, and just uh just get your spot for the for the fireworks. And that's gonna be an awesome birthday celebration.
0: Here's the thing. You're going to have a blast being dressed up in the Magic Kingdom. I think that's going to add to the excitement, especially because you're going at night. You're not being dressed up at three o'clock in the afternoon. That would be miserable. Like, you know, it's going to be a short amount of time. And think about it. I think the other guests, the cast members, everybody kind of gets excited when they see people Disney bounding or, you know, dressed to the nines like Dapper Day kind of stuff. It's exciting. And you know what? You're going to, we've talked about this many times, you and I, like when you go for that, say, you know, you go to the magic kingdom and you, you roll in at like eight o'clock and it closes at 11, you know, you only have three hours. You want to watch the fireworks. So then, you know, okay, now I got like 90 good minutes and it becomes almost like a challenge. Like you just like, how many attractions can I get in? What favorites can I do? Which order were I? Oh my gosh, I'm going past this one. It's only a five minute wait. Let's do it. Let's just jump on. Those are the best nights. And I would savor yeah. that. I would totally go after it. Yeah, for sure. We did that on my um my 30th birthday. We had dinner at California Grill and
1: we went back to the park. We rode Splash Mountain, my favorite. <clears throat> my girls are in their dresses and their nice shoes. I got like a nice tucked in shirt and all that. And we got wet. They're like, we love you, Scott. And we know it's your favorite ride. We love you. That's why we're doing it. And then we pull in the guys like, hey do you all want to ride again and i was like yes <laughs> and man i i never hear the end of that like they were okay doing it once getting wet but not twice but there is something like about that vibe just like being dressed up and you see it more at disneyland for sure right uh, just because that's kind of the culture there you got club 33 so a lot of people dress up to go to club 33 there's real no signature restaurant in the magic kingdom so you don't really see it as much there but do it up like Like Mike said, like cast members are going to get into that vibe. Guests are going to get into that vibe. They're going to look at you and think, who's that movie
0: star? I don't know who that person is. And it's going to be awesome. All right. Let's get this question from Chad. He says, upcoming trip with dogs. Mike, this could be a question uh, for the show if you like. So here it is. My family's heading to Disney World next month in mid-March. And we're taking our dogs for the first time. We'll be driving from Iowa to Disney about 19 hours total. If you have any tips for taking pets, I would love to hear them. If not. And you'd like me to report back on some ideas that we discovered. I'd be happy to do that as well. Thanks again for all your help in the podcast, Chad. I I don't have many tips because we've never taken a dog anywhere. We just kind of uh, Paige inherited a job in Chicago and we inherited a dog, which I love. And she's never getting Riley back. Just for the record, it is not happening. Um, That dog is not leaving this premises. That's my bud. But we're not taking her to Walt Disney World either. Scott, I know you have a dog. You have uh, a... Why was I saying Fester? Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. Why am I thinking? Why is Fester? In my back? Why? Yeah, I'm not sure the name. How his name was Oliver.
1: Um, I don't know. Just real quick, like, so we we pick up we pick up our new dog. Emily's pretty young, and we're like driving home. Like, what do we name them? What do we name them? Like, me and Liz keep going back. I, like, I say Harrison because I'm a, I'm a big Beatles fan, and George Harrison is my favorite. She's like, No, I don't know about that. That Emily's like, Guys, he's all of our pet. We need to all say oh, this. And the way she geez. said it sounded like Oliver. Boom. Oh, that's all you guys. That's name. good. It's not because of, there's an Oliver Disney character. It's because the way Emily said, yeah, Oliver. So, but anyway, have you ever? Never, I've never taken our dog. We always fly down, and like, I would be nervous, like taking our pet to fly. So I, you know, I'd see that like he's driving from Iowa. Chad is, and that's a crazy drive. But my question would be, Is he staying on site? Is he staying like at the yacht club or whatever? Because I know. <laughs> I've been barked at, at the yeah, you told me not <laughs> early that. in the morning. You're like, I'm you're in, in, in the dog, for dog a run. section. <laughs> yeah. But there's a great section over there, right? Yeah. For the dogs to like do their business, you know, hang out, get some steps in and walk around. So I know like the resorts that have like, that are pet friendly, have some really great accommodating areas. And there's also the uh, the best friends pet area, which I know I have a friend that dropped their dog off there. Like they were really great. You could like check in and call. There was like videos that you can see, like, it's kind of like, it's awesome, like pet hotel. Like you can do it up. It's kind of like, well, do you want to go value and just do the basic package or do you want to go deluxe and get like the, the spa treatment for your dog while they're in there and all that good stuff? So I'm not sure what Chad is thinking for where the dog is going to be, but. I don't know about you, Mike. I think this would be a great trip report to hear I how agree. this all goes I, down.
0: I agree. And the thing was, I put this out there because I know a lot of our listeners have taken their dogs to Walt Disney World. So if you have any tips, please let me know. Mike at beourguestpodcast.com will follow up next week with those tips so we can help Chad and anybody else that's in this situation. Because the best way to learn this, I'm sure, like when you took your dog, you learned a lot. I know that you do, you know, there are, like you said, Yacht Club, Art of Animation, I believe Riverside's Pet Friendly. And when you have a pet, they will give you like a like a welcome packet at check in. It's like a doggy pad. Uh, I forget what I, I can't remember what's in the, the, the little welcome pack, but it's like a little you know kit for your dog, so they have a comfortable stay. But it's kind yeah. of sweet. <laughs> so, I, guess I just couldn't take baggies. my dog because he would just bark
1: all day while we were gone.
0: Because that's what he does here. So. Yeah, I'm just not taking Riley. Like she, yeah. she's staying. Here. I, 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 I'm on vacation, right? I mean, she, and she's on vacation, but we're not here. Like we, we take exactly. her to a place. Like it was called the yuppie Puppy. I mean, come on yeah. now, the yuppie Puppy. She was, my, she was probably doing better yep. than me.
1: Oliver gets to hang out with the grandparents, man. That's vacation right there. Like he gets all these <laughs> extra snacks and more walks. Like it's like living the life. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh see. Next question says, uh, cruise photo opportunities. Hello, BOGP team. This is Laura from Tyler, Texas, longtime listener and first time to email my husband and myself will be sailing the Disney fantasy May 13th on a seven night cruise. This is our very first cruise and we're so excited. My question is the photo package worth the price on cruises. When we visit Walt Disney world, we always get memory maker and it feels like a great value, but the price for the photo packages on a cruise is different than memory maker. So have you ever gotten the package on the Disney cruises? Thank you for the wonderful and positive podcasts that help feed our Disney fandom. You are a favorite part of our week, Laura and Anthony Anderson. First of all, thank you for the kind words and thanks for taking the time to listen. Sears, Everybody that writes in, everybody takes time to listen. We love doing these shows and it, it is, it is just amazing. And you're going to uh, first cruise. I'm just telling you what, keep that. You're going to, you're going to have to go on second and third and fourth. Cause cruises in the fantasy is so fun. You're gonna have so much fun in the tube. Oh, you're going to have so much fun in the restaurants. The shows are amazing. And just a seven night Caribbean cruise right now. Oh, <laughs> you're so lucky. Okay. Back to talking about your question. I have never, and I've sailed, I think 25 times at this point. I have never purchased the photo package because it, to me, it is very expensive. I don't know how you feel. Have you? I never
1: have. And for the same reason, it's very expensive, but if there was ever a time, Michael, for, for someone to buy the package, we're talking the seven night sailing on the fantasy, which is my favorite ship you know, like first time cruising, like that could be a good time to do it. Right. And like what you would have to do though, like if I did this, I would be scheduling all sorts of photo shoots, like kind of like what you do at Walt Disney world. Like I go to every photo pass photographer when we used to have to pay for, well, we still pay for the memory maker now, but when it was like brand new and you're like, Oh, I got to take advantage of all this stuff. Like that's how I feel on the cruise. Like I do all these character meet and greets. And Mike, if I recall, like you can schedule just like Plano like photo shoots with like a, like an awesome backdrop, right. To do family photos, which I think is pretty awesome.
0: I don't think you schedule them. I think they just have them outside of dinner on the formal nights. Like they have the, I mean, ironically enough, sometimes we'll have like the Titanic stairs. Like you can stand in front of like, you just have to fate there. Like what's good. And you know what? On our honeymoon, we sailed on uh, with Royal Caribbean and it was the biggest cruise ship in the world at the time. It was independence of the seas. Or, no, it's Freedom of the Seas. And uh, it was the third sailing of the largest ship in the world at the time. And we got our picture taken in front of the staircase on the, the Titanic. I was like, Pam, if this is asking us to sink, I don't know what is. But no, they do that on the cruise line. It's like during the formal nights, you'll have two on a seven night sailing. Um, yeah, you, it's like going to, I don't know. I want to say like Olin Mills, but that dates me because that was like the place you went to to get formal <laughs> shots when I was a kid. You know like but seer. it is pricey
1: though like the the price point is kind of it's kind of up there it, it gives me shock every time because I, I always want to do it right because yeah. the photos are so nice and you can like kind of get them printed i actually bought one i actually bought a single photo on our last cruise because like i just loved it, it was like with the beauty and the beast rose we're all mm-hmm. kind of dressed up and i felt like crazy because i think it was like 30 dollars for one print. like it it's is. outrageous but- It is. But if you do the package you might be able to get some better value out of it so it's i guess you just gotta think how many photos do you think you're gonna take it for real but i will say the quality is like really nice and they're they're all over that ship which is really good but
0: and Tough call. Well, for the people that don't know, like you know, memory makers like all your pictures. But typically with the cruise, it's like a package of like ten photos. You know, it'll right. be a. Quantity, you do have to narrow like, it down. Like yeah. you'll buy like a package of ten pictures. You'll buy like a package of twenty. Now they do have a package, I believe now, that's like all of your photos digitally. Like basically, I think they give you like a thumb drive or something, or some kind of or maybe. Well, th- so, so that's actually, how I did mine. I, I bought mine like digitally
1: link. after the cruise, like yeah. two weeks later. I was like, ah. I wonder if that photo is still out there. And it was, So that's a cool thing too. You can kind of go back and see your photos, but they usually cost more that way too. If you're not like on the ship buying them, but what they do, is they just take it to a website basically. And you just download it to get the digital copy,
0: which was nice. Like it turned out really well. Okay. Here's another thing. So we have one more question then we got to get out of here, but let me ask you this. Cause we sailed back in these days too back before digital was kind of first because do you were, you still remember right when they used to print out the pictures every night and put them on like the you walk yeah. through the photo area and like yeah shutters physical, you'd like, walk you walk know, through and they they the photos right you're know, like they're they real pictures and they print them out there like i think it was like that was psychological right because like i hated to like because you walk through and you'd see like a pretty good picture of your family you know or like your kid like i'd see a picture of you know, they'd always go like on Casaway Key, right? And get a picture of like Paige and Mallory in the water, you know, with like a floaty mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, oh, that's a cute picture. And like, you know, if you don't buy it, you know, it's getting thrown away. It's, a it's physical, getting thrown dude, it's, away. It's it drove me nuts. Psychological games with you. Like, am if, I going to let them throw that picture away? No, they want me to pay 20 bucks for that picture. It was, it was, it was totally like pulling your chain. You're
1: almost like on like the day you like disembarked, like you almost want to bargain with them. Like, all right, I'll give you it. I'll give you 50% <laughs> for that photo.
0: Five t- bucks. Here it is. I yeah, know. Totally. <laughs> You're just going to throw it away.
1: It was. Uh, I know because you wasted them. all the ink and the materials. It like, was so oh. bad. It just oh it broke my heart because sometimes you'd have like twenty five photos and and then because you pull out like a photo album basically because yeah. everyone had their a own book. photo album. Yes, a real I, yeah, real book. I kind of missed that though because it was kind of fun. You go in there, you open up the album. Now it's like you scan your key to the world card or whatever, and then it pops up on the screen. I'm a screen. I mean.
0: I kind of missed that old way, do. Though, It Mike. was so wasteful. But it was, I played psychological. I just wonder if anybody, I, I brought that up because I wonder if other people that sailed back then had the same, if it messed with your mind, to, in your heart, like, I can't yeah. let them throw away that picture of Paige of Mallory. Like, I got to save it. Like, no, I don't have to save it on the page 20 bucks. I have a thousand pictures of them. I took my camera. I took the picture right next to the guy. Anyway,
1: OK, last hopefully, they threw, hopefully they threw out the photo of you and me like after tequila, though, that, Dude, on that one sale. But some <laughs>
0: live on. That's the only thing I got to say on Google Photos. OK, last question. Elizabeth says, hey, Mike, Pam, Ricky and Scott. Oh, and she put and Riley. Well, Riley's not in the studio right now, but I'll tell her you said hello. I've been listening to the podcast for years and you've helped me get through many miles on the road and treadmill. I've had an upcoming trip in a standard room at the Polynesian that you helped me with. So thanks a lot, Elizabeth. With my husband, mom, and and one-and-a-half-year-old twins. Oh, man. Did I mention how hard it is with toddlers? Times two. (laughs) Let's see. You've helped me put in a room request for two pack-and-plays for the babies to sleep in. Is it safe to assume we will get them, or is there a chance we will have to figure out another plan upon arrival? Yeah, I've never heard anybody not getting. They do say with pack-and-plays they're by request only, but I've never had a guest come back and I've been doing this for 12 years that my kid had to sleep on the bed or the floor. So I think you're okay. I saw on the Disney website that cribs are sometimes available, but they are very limited. And there also seems to be third party companies that you can rent cribs from. I also worry there won't be enough space for the two cribs or pack in place. We could consider another room type or resort if it would be significantly better option But prefer to say the Polynesian. Do you have any advice for the best approach for the twins' sleeping arrangement? The Polynesian rooms are quite big, and I think you're going to be fine, even with the two pack and plays, because pack and plays don't take up that much space. At least they didn't when Mallory was little. You know, just because, you know, once they get up in the morning, you can chuck one of them off to the side. I mean, Scott, I would say you're fine.
1: Yeah, and those are. You know, when I think about, like, size of rooms, I think of, like, those original resorts, like the contemporary and the Polynesian. They're those big. typically are going to have the, the bigger square footage for your standard rooms. So if there's any room that's going to, if you're sticking with one standard room size, like, the Polynesian is going to be the one that you want anyway. Um, I, I agree with you, though, Mike. I don't know I don't know what the dimensions of pack-and-plays are, like, these days or what, what Disney's look like, but uh, I'm sure it happens quite often where they're having two of them, right? Cause they're, like you got twins, yeah. I'm sure it's a common thing, right? Where people are traveling in Walt Disney World, they got twins or they got two young ones. They need two packing and plays. And I never heard of anyone like ever having an issue or complaining about the size of that. So I think you're going to be just fine. Elizabeth.
0: Again, we're talking about twin babies here and we're talking about uh, footwear, formal footwear on this show. So it's a great show for Pam and Ricky to be bailing on us. I mean, what's going on here? Okay. And she has one question. Also, do you have any advice on renting slash bringing a double stroller Versus two single strollers or both. This is me. And again, I didn't have twins. Thank God. I have twin nephews. So I've been able to see twins from a distance. Now they were boys. but They they were just wild, like loud. And they broke stuff like they they were different than girls. They were just like they would. (laughs) Every time they grab something, they had to, like, shake it, you know, like, and, like, try to, like, stretch everything. Like, no, 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 that's going to break. Like, n- stop. <laughs> like, every time they come over, like, <laughs> I'm on edge. You know, now they're in high school. but When they used to, it was like, what are they going to break this time? Because it was just, like, two of them. Like, I couldn't, if I went after one, the other one would take off. Anyway, thank God damn, too. I, so, I've talked about this a few times on the show. The best investment we ever made when Mallory was a baby was we got a McLaren... And it was expensive. It was a McLaren umbrella stroller. It was like 200 bucks. I almost had a heart attack when I paid $200 for an umbrella stroller because you can buy them at Target for like 20. But I'll tell you what, we used this thing for like seven years and it rolled like just like it was on, you know, like on rails. It was light as a feather and it never broke down. It stayed perfect shape. We gave it away. It's still going. I think as one of Pam's friends has it. And it, it could recline all the way back so she could sleep. It had a cover so we could cover it up if it rained. We took it to Walt Disney World every time. Every time. I mean, and it just, it, it, it just saved us so many times. And even as she got a little bit older and didn't necessarily need it, we'd take it into the park, leave it at the front of the park. And then later on in the day, as she got tired, if we needed it, we'd just go up to the front of the park, grab it, and just use it for the last couple hours of the day just to have it so she didn't have to walk. She had a place to sit. I would probably go with two strollers because... That way, maybe your mom could push one, and you could push one, and you get, you know, I think it'd be easier to maneuver two than a double, because, I don't know, like, there's going to be tight spaces. Well, How would you go? That's I would go two, I think, two umbrella strollers.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm the right guy for that, because I...
0: I've never pushed a double (laughs) double stroller. Like like, I have no idea. Thinking like a semi-truck or like a little pickup truck going down Main Street. I'll take the pickup. But
1: (laughs) but we did the same thing. We got an umbrella stroller for our first trip. And man, we used that till like Emily was like seven. Like we got a few years out of it. Like it was really awesome. And sometimes though, like I like having the stroller just to like have something to hold on to when I'm walking, too. So that's why I like the idea of having two of them. You know, like then two of you can like kind of use that just for to for guidance. Like, I don't know. I would always want to be the one pushing the stroller because I felt like I could like maneuver better, like conk mm-hmm. people out of my way and like whatever. But, and maybe with a double stroller, that's easier. Cause like you said, you got the semi truck, but I would do two strollers. I think that would be the best. And I, I do recommend just find an umbrella stroller and taking it down yourself. Cause who knows, you might be wanting to keep those for future Disney trips to come.
0: Right. The funniest thing is, who's that first trip after you stop taking the stroller, like you're like, what do I do with all this stuff? All the stuff. Because yeah, we used to put everything, to like, in the bottom of the stroller, like, yep. just stuffed it. I mean, and then also we didn't have a stroller, so then we became the backpack people, right? Because then we had the big backpacks. We had, we, yeah. Now I've just learned I don't take anything in. You know, I take, like, an external battery in my phone, and that's it. I I don't schlep it it's all crazy. around. You can buy
1: stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the strollers were nice for just, like, <laughs> just stuffing stuff in there, right? so... Like, so good. And then like we always had, we always bought a balloon though, back then so that we could remember where our stroller yeah, was. Yeah. We'd always look for the balloon, even though lots of similar balloons. Yeah, I was going but... to say nobody
0: else ever heard that. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, they, that's questions for today. So thanks for the great questions. You have a question. We want to answer it next week. So send that to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get that on the show here right away for you. Always don't forget our show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. The agents are standing by right now. Actually, they've just gone through amazing training. Actually, they're doing it right now down at Walt Disney world. We're touring all the monorail resorts to get the, the latest views and information on the contemporary, the wilderness lodge, Polynesian, the grand Floridian. We're going around to all the other resorts too, but I think that's what we're doing today anyway. And they've just sailed the Disney wish a lot of the agents. So we are getting you ready to have an amazing vacation Work with the agents at The Magic for Less. Cost you nothing extra. We'll get you the best deal every time. So just swing by the website, themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really does help us out. If you're going to get one of those McLaren strollers, that's where to go. Just click through, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who allow us to put these shows out each and every week. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. We'd love to have you come join us this week. Come on over, patreon.com slash Podcast. Give Scott a follow on the social media. He's at EPSCOT, E-P-S-C-O-T. He's kind of like those buses that you see floating around Walt Disney World every time I see him. What are those buses called, Scott? They're called EP It's not oh. Epscott. It's E-P-S-C-O-T. Oh, yeah. Or that, E-Scott or something. That's Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm like, there's Scott's bus. But he's yep, Epscott. Bus. <laughs> EPSCOT. Yeah, E P S am at BR Guest Mike. I'm at Walt Disney World right now. So give me a follow. I'll be posting all kinds of information on Instagram and Twitter. And uh this Sunday night, yes. Oh no, this Sunday night we will not have a live call-in show because it's a uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So we'll be watching a little football and you probably be watching football, or if you're not into football, you'll at least be watching the commercials or the halftime show or what have you. Or who knows? Maybe we'll just be chilling. But or be thinking about your next Walt Disney World vacation that you want to you, book with your yeah, couch totally. couch. you could do that, that'd be awesome. But I probably won't be answering emails at night. So just no. Okay, so we're gonna get out of here, but we'll be back on Friday. And Friday we have a brand new concept for the BR Guest Podcast. Could could be awesome, but we'll probably fail miserably. But we're gonna give it a try. I mean, after twenty two hundred shows, you got to try new stuff every once in a while. So stand by for that. It's gonna be fun. I mean, we're gonna have a good time. Whether you enjoy it, that, that's up. To, that's up to you. We'll see. But I, I guarantee you, Scott and I are gonna have fun with this show. So until we get back together again, for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.